0: <laughs> Hello!
1: Oh my god! Oh! <laughs> Hi! Oh my god! Is this Joey?
0: Yeah. Oh my god! Is this Todd? No! It's not! It's not! It was! Oh. It's not Todd? No, it's
1: not. Who
0: is it?
1: I don't know. Why? I don't know who I am. I just want to be someone else.
0: Why? I
1: don't like me.
0: Why? I don't like me. Why? I don't like me. You should. You have a lot going for you.
1: I know, I'm fucking
0: awesome! Oh, are you just upset because it's the end of a four-day weekend?
1: No, I was just pretending to be upset. Oh. I'm not upset.
0: Did you actually have a four-day weekend?
1: Uh, three. Three? Yeah, today was a work day
0: for the captain. Oh, it was? It was, yeah. Oh, so all the pain came flooding back in. Yeah, today
1: was real, Joey. Today was a real day, not one of those fake free days.
0: I had one of those. A free day. Yeah. Nice. That's what I did. I went for a run. Um, nice. Did some shit at the house. Sweet. I uh, just did Yin yoga, which nice. can put you in a mild psychedelic state. So nice. I'm pretty good right now. Well, instead
1: of doing yoga, I sat in a chair for eight hours. Is that similar?
0: Um. Yeah. Yeah. It's <laughs> if you wanted to do a yoga pose, that was not good for your well-being. That would be. <laughs> it's like the opposite of yoga. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's definitely. What I did. Definitely. Have you uh, considered? Have you thought more about uh, your retirement from aggressive skating? It's final. That's it. That's it. I'm done. What about the not? No five percent.
1: No, I'll still do my. It'll be more like 10%. 10%
0: aggressive. 10% aggressive? Yep. Are you recording? I am. Oh, cool. I, yeah. I came up with a really good uh, title for the next Mushroom Blading, but it won't, <laughs> it, we won't use it. For what,
1: Mushroom Blading 7?
0: Yeah, the one that we just started filming. <laughs>
1: what is. <it? laughs>
0: what? Vision Quest. <laughs> Vision Quest? <laughs> Does he like that? Doesn't that make you want to watch it?
1: <laughs> that's that's really It's really encapul- encapsulates the uh, the quest that I'm on.
0: The theme. I'm and trying it's also...
1: to find the vision.
0: <laughs> yeah, can we call it that? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, we'll just we'll, we can call it that for now, and then if something better comes along, I don't know. You can't get much better than vision quest. Must splitting seven. Vision Quest. Yeah. And uh it would yeah. be if, if DVDs weren't dead, it would be so cool if you know the like cover art for um like fantasy novels where it's like that airbrushed. <laughs> yeah.
1: It's like a a ripped guy with a sword and <laughs> he's like he's got a, like a hot bitch
0: like on his like over his shoulder. Yeah, like, some... on, on a mountain. Yeah, yeah, something like that <laughs> but uh different. But you know what I mean, right? <laughs> yeah. That art's awesome. It is, yeah. It's really awesome. <laughs> hey, did you know... Especially when it's on vans. Yeah. Yeah. Space accents. Yeah. And, and a woman with, like, a giant fucking laser gun. Yeah, and she's always got big fucking tits. She's protecting.
1: She's protecting with her big fucking tits. <laughs>
0: I just watched uh on Task TV. Yeah. Uh there's an edit of there's a really good Wednesday night well the, some of the tricks in the Wednesday night skate edit that you and Leon were doing with the pivot points were good, but on the account there's a little edit of when they went to get like certified for being skate instructors. Yeah, that was amazing, eh? There's uh there's something so bizarre about when you actually see placed in the context of that video like them doing tricks you see how uh separate the two worlds are and when they shouldn't be you know yeah it was
1: really interesting to see like the older
0: people on rollerblades
1: and and then dallas like communicating with those people and them like skating together it was really interesting i really like that's the future that is the future it's all one thing man all one thing it's all one thing. It's all one thing. That's we're the not... big disease in role biting. Is the separation. It's it, hey, from the beginning. That's the oh, fuck. The beginning separating separating yourselves from what you are. That was a mistake, Arlo.
0: Yeah, well, it is. It, it was a business, uh, a business marketing and media strategy that worked yeah. really well.
1: And we're stuck in that retarded mind frame.
0: Yeah. Well, we're not, but um no the another problem is that it's still kind of like if you if you are creating a product within the original aggressive skating uh well what would you call that vision the original vision of aggressive skating yeah which was take all everything from skateboarding and apply it to rollerblades yeah if you are making a product now like let's just say we did want to make um something for the most part like a like a skate company or something, we would have to uh, cater our marketing to like, what is it? 14 to 25 year olds or something like that, that are still following that model. Like you have to follow that model. Who's going to break out? That's Sebas are so cool because uh, they're, they're outside of that. Yeah. And that's the way it should be.
1: Well, I really believe that the way of the future is to just create the best product. I don't think you need – you don't even need a team. You just – you you create a product that is is way better than anything else out there, and then everyone else will skate it whether they're sponsored by that company or not. They'll just have to skate it. If they love to skate, if they love roll betting, they, they try that, and they're like, fuck, I just can't skate anything else because the experience I have when I skate those skates is just amazing – I'm just going to skate these. And those people are still going to create edits. They're going to do the marketing for you. All yeah, you need to true. do is create the uh, the product that is better than anything else on the market. And that's it. Like uh, All these companies, really, they're wasting so much time and money on their marketing,
0: on their it's, team. They don't need still, to do that. As a microcosm, it might still uh, work. I know. Well, it works. But, hey. Here's the thing is it works – here's the thing they're
1: all protecting their tiny little pile of shit (laughs) that's what they're doing is they're they're protecting their tiny little pile of shit and they don't realize that if they broke free of this tiny little pile of shit there's a massive pile of gold just around the corner but they're concerned with their tiny little pile of shit and they're guarding it with every ounce of their energy and they're not going to walk away from this little pile of shit and Little do they know that there's a pi- a massive pile of gold just around the corner. They just have to fucking take one little tiny risk, just change the model just a little bit. Like, this is the future. This is 2012. Things have changed. You can't just copy fucking the skateboarding model of the 90s.
0: Oh, yeah. well, It's like, a different world.
1: Everything's mass decentralized.
0: <clears throat> mass won't exist any Like, mass things no. won't exist. And, oh, and... Uh, oh, shit. So, mass doesn't exist. The pile of gold. Oh, yeah. And, um... <laughs> There really needs to be some counseling for everyone within rollerblading about that idea that it's going to blow up. It's not going to blow up. Everyone the only the therapy. only way uh, rollerblading would ever re-enter the the minds of the of the general public would yeah. be if it was something completely different than than how it originally entered, and it's not right now. It just it has to be one thing.
1: Well, I think yeah, I think. Focusing on the element of cool has not worked for rollerblading. <laughs> we, uh, we need to focus on the experience of the activity, like how we experience rollerblading. When we're out on our skates and we've earned the, 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 the feeling of skating when you're good at it, that is such an amazing feeling. And it doesn't matter how cool you look to other people. The, the thing that matters is the intrinsic, like, how you feel in that moment. That's what we need to promote instead of, like, how cool you are on the outside. Like, role bladers are so stuck on, like, what they look like to the outside world. Fuck what you look like to the outside world. Focus on how amazing you feel inside when you have a really comfortable, solid pair of skates on your feet. And you're in that zone where you're so comfortable on your skates and you're just gliding through the air. You feel like you're flying. Like, that is amazing. That feeling, that feeling is, that's what rollblading is. That's
0: what you try to, like... Showcase freedom. Yeah. Yeah, Rob G. said that. In the spellbinding, groundbreaking, uh, mainstream documentary that just changed everything uh, called Barely Dead. I remember. There's some pieces of that that were good, but... Hey, Joey,
1: that changed everything. When that video (laughs) came out... Sure did. It just... It revolutionized the sport. (laughs) No, didn't.
0: It didn't do shit. (laughs) (laughs) That's... Well, that was going to be my next point, is not only... The outside world doesn't even want to really... They don't care what we're doing. So we should use that to our advantage. Exactly. And go as bizarro as possible. You know what I was thinking about? Uh, You know how Chris Haffey has his website, which it's probably really hard to update it with content and stuff? That more people need to do things like that. More people need to go solo or in their own directions. Like or you could pair up with someone, but like a lot of the best stuff is people just breaking away and and doing their own thing.
1: Exactly. That's that's the future. Like that's everyone has that power.
0: That's why uh Richie Richie had such a great year. Like he made so many amazing edits he of other people and himself in his own vision and Dustin, did you watch uh the Powerhouse home movies?
1: I did. Yeah,
0: I I thought it was very interesting. I sent Dustin a message that uh, it kind of represented this weird place of feeling like lost, and it was like it existed between the skate world and it was interested in the outside world, but it was kind of like between those two things. Yeah, I I I have
1: to say I enjoyed it. I sat through the whole thing, which is a
0: huge mark for it. Like a half. (laughs) That's what. How long? That's what Leon said. Yeah. Leon said about when he watched the the wacky mode too. He's yeah. like, I watched the whole thing and like for anyone now, like if you watch a longer video, it's like holy shit! I actually watched the watching whole things. Yeah, that's that's a mark for it right away. When
1: you sit through like forty minutes of something, it's like oh, yeah. wow, I actually watched it. So yeah. I really have to give it credit. It yeah. held me. Um. Yeah, it's really awesome that Dustin made a video all in with that. uh, What kind of camera was that?
0: It was like a VHS-C, I think. The audio was really nice on it. And some of the images, actually, because it was analog, it looked almost like Super 8 film. Yeah. Like, looked super organic. Yeah. And uh, some of the moods and the feelings, I got so many mixed emotions from it, and I don't usually get that from rollerblading videos. So
1: that's what I really when you're when you're filming with that kind of a camera, you're gonna get a different response from people. Like you're yeah. gonna, they're gonna act a little bit different. Like if you're pointing like a, a a Canon, like the the top of the line or Sony, like the new, I don't I don't know makes of cameras, like the names DSLR is that a I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> they've you
0: know uh... like a hot
1: a hot camera. Like people are gonna act different than if you're pointing like this weird old looking camera. I think people like wouldn't um, they wouldn't take themselves as seriously.
0: Yeah, they it's true.
1: They're like, "Oh, this doesn't matter." Like this they wouldn't even think like this would end up on the internet. Like they wouldn't even have that feeling about it. Like it's so old. Like, "Oh, this guy's just going to like develop this film and I don't know, like the way that the attitude that people had in the 90s about having a camera pointed at them, like it would almost be that same kind of vibe. You said
0: develop film?
1: Yeah, I don't know. um like with this with this camera like what kind of like it takes tapes?
0: It's the I think it was the kind it was VHS-C, so remember there was like the big tape and then you put the little tape in the big tape that went in the really? VCR? Yeah, I think that's so, what it was. So it was
1: a little tape that he
0: filmed it with and then he put it in that in the big tape. And he may have filmed it off of the TV with a different camera, but I'm not sure. But Interesting. Um,
1: yeah, I was gonna ask, like, how did he how did he convert that into a format that he could put online?
0: You would need a you would need a firewire VCR for it, which we have, which we use for for videos. And I have yeah, yeah. I have a VHS C camera that I brought for Mushroom Blading 2, and and the battery. He must have got some new batteries because, uh, I got one of those cameras, and um, the batteries are so old all the time, yeah. that. They just die right away. So he must have got some fresh batteries. That's always the limitation with those cameras. Yeah, yeah. But.
1: What What's up with like what are What's going on?
0: What's going on? <laughs> Wait, Wait, in life?
1: No, like what? Are we uh, Are we gonna talk with Jeff?
0: Oh, is that <laughs> apparently? apparently.
1: <laughs> so, uh, so how's that gonna work? He's gonna call us on Skype or something.
0: Yeah, did he add you? He added me. Yep. So he should be coming on here. What's your time limit looking like here?
1: Um, limitations are minimal.
0: Oh, limitations are minimal. Well, <laughs> um, that's what I.
1: What that's what I say. Hoping that that's true. Is it? Well, people like people say things, and they they say it because they want it to be true. Like I'm a positive person. I'm a positive person, Joey. I don't focus on the negative. I focus on the focus on the good things in life.
0: Wait, so limitations aren't minimal, but they are. They are. <laughs> <laughs> Did you watch that Haitian magazine edit? Haitian magazine. No, I think I it's think called so. Haitian. Wait, what is it called? Yeah, Haitian. Magazine, no. Yeah, it's on Roller News, and uh, it's those the guy who made Honey Baked, and um, it's some of the younger guns or whatever. the The one that James said Brian Bina has a little part, like a tiny part at the end. The guy who you didn't know. Yeah. Pe- people, people are probably up in arms. I mean, come on, Todd, <laughs> you didn't, you didn't like Vine Street. You don't know who Andrew Jacuzzi is, and you don't know who Brian Bina is. I got and a you...
1: lot of shit for not liking Vine Street, hey? Eh?
0: Yeah. And you you're starting to cone skate. <laughs> come on. Come on. Whatever credibility you had just flew out hey. the door. In That's 6 good years,
1: though. in 6 years, come back at me with your fucking Vine Street shit. <laughs> just give it some time. <laughs> come back at me and say and say with Passion that I should have liked Vine Street.
0: Well, everyone can like whatever they want.
1: Yeah. Vine Street. uh, They'll be liking it in six years. That's all
0: I'm saying. Vine Street was very well shot. (laughs) And the skating was really good, but it's going (laughs) to. Okay. (laughs) I know this mood. (laughs) Uh, It was really well
1: shot. And the skating was really good. <laughs> That's true.
0: I know. I know, I, where, you're I know. I I know. know where you're going with this. I know you. So it lacked <laughs> something for you. It lacked a, a, a soul, a heart and soul. Okay. Well, um, it, well, yeah. Let me ask you about Drip Drop then. What is it about Drip Drop that. Okay. Well, <laughs> there's a couple things that I could ask about Drip Drop. But, anyways, Drip Drop. Give me, give me some words on Drip Drop right now.
1: I go. I always go back to Drip Drop, which Why? which says something to me. Like I I have never had a craving to watch Vine Street after watching it once. I was Pat never, Lennon. Like when I exactly yeah, Pat Lennon's a genius. Um, like, okay, a good video. I can easily judge whether a video is good or bad if if I of a, a really good video. I want to watch like. Like over and over and over and over. It that gives is you... a good video. And <laughs> okay. drip drip drop is a video that I watched over and over and over, and it it just it uh, it gave me that that really good skate video feeling. It's mm-hmm. hard to it's super hard to articulate, but I mean the way it was put together, the 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 grittiness of it, the. Even like those the even I love the claymation at the beginning.
0: Yeah, it All affects the intro. me in a really
1: weird way. The intro is so good. The song, how it's like shitty, it's like distorted, but it's really good. I it, it just matches rollerblading so good for me. Like it 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 just shows rollerblading how it actually is. It's so gritty and gross, but it's so cool. Like, it's so contradictory. That song just really captures that for me. And then all the... Every profile is super strong. Every like, And it's not focused on high-quality filming. It's not... You know, it's not focused on quote-unquote high production value. It's... The heart is there. It's all about the the skating and showing the activity really for what it is in a really honest way. How it's like... Every, all the songs and all the, everything is kind of shitty, but it's really impressive. And all the people look dirty and poor, but they're so gifted athletically, and they have so much passion, and they put so much on the line. They, they, they risk their health, their physical health. They risk everything for this shitty thing that they love so much. And I just I feel that in drip drop I, you know, I didn't feel that in, Vine Street.
0: Jeez, well that was a pretty good, that was a good um, what was it called? Was that a monologue? I tried. So maybe drip drop is to, T Bone, uh, that, I don't even know. Drip drone, drip. What? How? How do you say uh, that? Vine Street. Drip the VG. Vine Street is to VG what drip drop, drop is to t-bone yeah would you probably yeah that's a good statement so I would uh that so where vg was very specifically showcasing skating in the best or i don't even know what vg was to show uh i guess skating in a very technical uh i don't know do you know what that statement i don't know how yeah. i can expand on that but well, that's think, the closest i can
1: yeah i think um I think like VG Vine Street it's like it's like trying to it's trying to be something that it's not it's trying to show like high like high quality shots and it's focus it's focusing on the high production quality as opposed to T-Bone and Drip Drop they focus on the heart and soul of what rollblading is I think a lot of a lot of video makers get caught up in in creating something that's proper in creating something that's like oh, it's like so tight, and the shots are so clean and like they get caught up in a like a photography sense where it's like good lighting and good spot selection and it's something that like design blogs would like put on their blog I think a lot of role players get caught up in it, when they're when they're making a video they get caught up in trying to make something like that
0: when Yeah that that happens uh in um the like just generally the filming world it's like the general, Vimeo yeah, generation yeah.
1: Like film school, I'm sure you you saw it where where film school students would focus on creating something that was quote unquote good, like like good in like a film sense where it was like good lighting and and the people were well spoken and good looking
0: yeah, you, that's you know? always gonna be there. that's always uh, I think that's always gonna be there, and that's also uh, traditional like action sport videos. Yeah. I love that uh that Glenn Plake video talking about ski ski films, yep um I mean this isn't this isn't what Vine Street was, but how he was like it's a bit of it's become a bit of a one up look at what I did last winter, um and he's like a lot of the ski films that I see couldn't be classified as a film at all, like there's an audio edit at or there's only an audio edit just because the song ended or something like that. Whereas he came from the school of uh of uh Greg Stump. Yep. Who pretty much laid the foundation of extreme videos and he fucking narrated his videos. How cool would uh would like well I don't know, but like rollerblading videos with narration if the narrator was really passionate about skating? and had a sense of humor, like Greg Stump had a sense of humor, and he was really passionate about skiing, and they interviewed everyone that was in the video, and it was pre-internet, so these people were actually these people, instead of thinking about how they were going to be appearing on the video.
2: Yeah. Uh,
0: Sometimes people are, and this is just a separate road that I'm going down now, but I find sometimes it's... People are incapable of staying in the moment because they're thinking about how whatever they're doing is going to appear on the internet and be, uh, fuck, what is that quote from, I sampled it, uh, when people look at you, look at a photo or look at a video and make comments on it public, um, what is that word, Todd? Public scrutiny, yeah, I think public scrutiny. opinion, something like that, yeah, and there it is scary that it is really hard. scary when it's
1: in nowadays, you make something and then people comment on it, and that that page is public, like people yeah. shit talking you that's a public thing, so it makes it really scary
0: if you're really anything. smart, oh, if you're really smart though. About like creating stuff, whether it's um, whether it's music or I mean, like the the Facebook thing is pretty cool. How you can if your account's whittled down and you like sharing photos with family and friends and stuff like that, like, sharing little bits of joy. I can understand that. That's really cool. But uh, creative speaking, if you just didn't read any comments and just spent that time making more shit, then you'd be Ballin. like i don't know what do you think about feedback how much how important is feedback isn't the best feedback the stuff that you're feeling internally and then maybe you can talk to people close to you in person about about whatever it is that you put out like i don't know how much comments can help
1: um they it it's true that they can be detrimental
0: tom york tom york said uh when OK Computer came out, um, he read so many amazing reviews that were like, "Oh, that album is incredible!" Obviously, right? When it first came out and they just finished it, he read all these reviews and he talked about how the bad ones always made the most sense, <laughs> and then you start to believe them because you read so many good ones. No, I'm not talking about this like how how I think of putting out rollerblading videos, but can you imagine that? putting that album out and reading like people saying like this is the album of the decade this is the best album in the next hundred years reading all this shit and then just reading this one review that just lays into it yeah and you would and believe it it seems totally more honest believe than the other ones yeah. yeah
1: it's amazing it's amazing that we can see the comments um but, uh, like, in role a lot of the comments are really unintelligent.
0: Yeah. Well, it's the art. But the it, is interesting,
1: it is interesting to see what a 14-year-old kid will write when he's totally anonymous and, like, in a way, reading, like, the negative feedback is inspiring.
0: Yeah. The Spaceman 3 quote yeah that I always go back to
1: because you want you want some negative feedback you don't want to make something that everyone loves because yeah. if everyone loves loves something then they don't really love it that much mm-hmm. they'll forget about it it's it's forgettable yeah the power is when like a large amount of people really really don't like it when it just angers people and they're just like, oh that was fucking gay.
0: And then, Do you and ever then,
2: wa- <laughs> and then some people Cassavetes. just
0: love it. John Cassavetti's quotes that one where he's like, I don't want to see something different. I don't want to see something different. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. And then <laughs> 10 years later, you still remember the son of a bitch.
1: <laughs> yeah. it Like art, like, art the, uh, the word art, like when people make art, it doesn't need to – it doesn't need to be liked to be good. No, like art can be hated, and it can be amazing. It and it serves its purpose. Like art well, is it's, is is it is it, it, just some. It's just like an image, or it's just like something that appeals to people's senses that they experience in some way that provokes some kind of thought. Yeah we've come to this point where we think like art is supposed to be marketable and it's supposed to make money and everyone's supposed to like it or else it's a failure no. that's not art what en- it is it's just it's like not to provoke it's just to like fuck with people and you know like that's what i love about what we do is it's it's out to just fuck with people's heads whether they like it whether they hate it it'll it'll it will change the way they look at rollerblading
0: I really like making videos because we can mix, we can put so much into them. We can mix so much in there. And I don't even know, kind of like what you were saying with Drip Drop, I would never relate anything we <laughs> do to Drip Drop because that's an entirely different style of video. But um, I think the way that you talked about Drip Drop is the pa- the power of making a video in any style is, uh, yeah, the if a picture is worth a thousand words. How, yeah, that quote. If a picture is worth a thousand words, how many words are moving images showing human beings doing things with sounds oh, over shit. top and music? Woo! You know what I mean? So, Fuck! Um, it's it's endless. Infinite so, amount of words. Infinite. That's the answer. So, yeah. The feelings that you get while watching Drip Drop, you actually it's very difficult to actually articulate it. So that's why you go back to things like Drip Drop because you you like the feelings that you get from it that you may not be able to get anywhere else unless you're yeah. watching Drip Drop. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Um,
1: that's exactly that's exactly why and I like it so much. It's it yeah. I get a unique feeling I can't get from anything else. You said it, yeah.
0: Yeah. Right so that, and that's Pat Lennon too. That's the that's someone who has a really distinct vision for skating and grew up yeah. with it. Since the beat, Pat fucking Pat, Pat Lennon. Lennon. Okay.
1: Pat Lennon. Pat Lennon. Pat Lennon. Hit me up. Hit me up. Just let's talk.
0: Like that fucking name. He's an Irishman too. Hey, Pat Lennon. Patrick huh? Lennon. Fellow Irishman. Guess who else is Irish? Rory Millhan. Oh I shit. You think that the Irish are uh, are adept in skating somehow? I'm, I don't know. I'm an that.
1: Irish. I'm a Mac. Mac. Are you? Well, Mac. Mac-
0: Nick and Ernie.
1: aren't aren't Max from uh, Ireland?
0: You're a, well, yeah. You could have some Irish. Uh, I have,
1: I do. You I'm see, a shit mix. I've got everything.
0: You I'm, you I'm see, everything. I'm always, nothing. I always think of you as like, like all American. I'm just everything, white. everything. Everything white. Everything white. Yeah, yeah. That's I'm me. Pretty Irish. I'm quite Irish. I thought about this. Okay, so, um, I I won't. I don't want to talk about Pariah until I record a podcast and I won't talk about it with you until um, you see it. But you're really going to like some parts of it. I guarantee, especially on second viewing, some of the tricks sink in and something is bubbling. But I just want to say, leading the blind is probably the pinnacle of that style of skating. Of like big stunt, Tricks, street skating. I think leading the blind. I don't know if it'll get any better than leading the blind. That's like, true. The, leading the blind was fucking
1: amazing. In that, in that, in that direction. That yeah. really, yeah, that was the pinnacle. You can't if, beat that. You can't no. beat leading the blind at a stunt if, video. You just can roller
0: <laughs> If rollerblading was to ever blow up, or gain maximum respect it would have been leading the blind yeah. um and then so it didn't blow up after leading the blind came out and no. people still watch leading the blind online and it's not i'm sure i'm sure the sections from leading the blind get people into skating or maybe people watch it and be like oh i didn't know like rollerblading i haven't seen this before but i
1: don't i don't that, think I don't think it would get people into rollerblading. I think uh, it would scare people. Have... And be like, I don't want to fucking do that. <laughs> <laughs> but that's just me. I mean, there's probably like a small percentage of crazy fucks that would be like, yeah, I want to start doing that. I you don't know think what? There's would've a been... lot,
0: man. The best section in leading the blind would have been the guy who didn't make a section for leading the blind. John Elliott. Yep. That would have really you rounded at, out the. <laughs> what you at? Yeah, okay, let's list it off. Okay, so Pat Lennon, John Julio, Arlo, Julio, Adam Johnson, Chris Farmer, Angie Walton. Uh, Do you want to list a couple more off? If any of these people are listening, no, I just, talk to
1: us. I just want to say John Elliott.
0: <laughs> John Elliott should come on here. Where you at? Where are you at? You let's talk I'm... about... You would have... Big John Elliott would have been the final piece in the Leading the Blind puzzle. Oh, that would have been incredible. His tricks were pretty good. They the- were oh, really good. He, uh, What was it? It was the ledge roll? The ledge roll thing? Yeah. And and uh, did he have two?
1: Yeah, he had a few tricks, didn't he? Did he? Leading the Blind? Yeah, he did a grind on like a handicap rail. I, what did he do? It Mistrial?
0: Like- Mistrial the drop? Try the safety grab drop or something like that, or like a royale <laughs> safety drop. Oh, you're thinking of respect? No, he has a royale to drop, and he has the he hat a, on.
1: He had a few tricks in leading the blind.
0: I know the the parking thing where he like he he jumps on the wall and does the double stall and then rolls across, and it's got the big yep. drop. Yeah, so cool! Hey, how like nobody, even though he didn't do many tricks for that video, um, he still stood out and was very much a great addition. Yeah. I was reading uh, the notes on your notes on the bench the yeah. uh, Twitter pick and uh, I really like how you were you had a note about uh, videos need to have more variety of styles in it. Yeah. Yeah. Because
1: it seems like videos are made from like one genre. But if yeah. a video was made that really showcased, like, all the different specialties of skating, it would be really yeah. interesting to sh- try to show every discipline of rollerblading. It would show the diversity of rollerblading. You know, like, because there's so much that's possible on rollerblades. Oh, that, that would be that's a really
0: su- interesting video. That Greg Mizor, How do you say that guy's name? He's, like, the famous free skater, the salt mine... Where he bombed the salt mine. I don't know. You haven't seen that? No. And it hit like on Vimeo or YouTube or whatever. It went viral. Really? And it was j- it was him bombing a uh, salt mine, fakie somewhere in Poland or something like that. And the whoa! It was underground, and the angle of it didn't look like he was going fast. But then slowly the lights just keep going by faster and faster. And at the end he has to make this quick turn. And I think he yes he quickly turns from fakie to forwards and there's oh, so many yeah, people yeah yeah do you remember that yeah and uh, that went that went like minorly viral and it's like uh, there was a lot of people who just hadn't thought about rollerblading who watched that and was like oh fuck I should I should bust out my rollerblades and do that or that looks like fun or that shit's crazy do you know what I mean yeah and he just went really fast on his skates he didn't have to. Like jump a gap or like this is the the problem. Like So someone does a nine hundred we've said this before, but someone does a nine hundred into a grind on a rail on the street or something, right? Oh my god. Oh my <laughs> god, this is it. This is it. We need to start sharing this with everybody. If people see this, they'll know this is the one thing. This is this put this is the tipping point right here. This did it. This did it. Yeah. This one and then <laughs> Meanwhile, there's, like, there's clips of people just uh, skating as fast as they can. Like, one of, I can't, I don't know his name, Greg Mazorian, or whatever. He has, like, one of the uh, most popular hits for a video on YouTube. Uh, The one, it's, like, an older one of him just skating in Paris full speed and, like, jumping over shit. And it's at, like, a million. And, like, all (laughs) the sections from Leading the Blind are... In like you know the three hundred thousand. Oh shit! I'm getting a call. Oh shit! You're getting it too. No. Hello. Hi. Oh. What a minute. <laughs> T- Todd, you turned into Carly. <laughs> I got titties. Wee! These are fun. I'm playing with my titties. <laughs> 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 Yeah, I thought you said you're you have kitties.
2: No, I said playing with my titties. I was pretending to be
0: Todd, having turned just into a woman. Todd's. Uh, I wouldn't. Todd's in the urination station. Oh, Jeff, are you there? Oh, hello. <laughs> he was like, "Who the fuck is that?" and dropped off. Oh yeah, this is working now. This is working. Hello.
2: Hello. Oh hey, Todd.
0: Oh I
1: sorry, it's his wife. He's just mixing a drink. I'm supposed to I'm supposed to
2: fill time.
0: It <laughs> did sound like I know
2: he would do that, it, wouldn't he?
0: It sounds like Todd was drinking.
2: He yeah. He was
0: a few drinks in. Oh, I right beforehand I was like calling him names
1: and being like drink and I made him do shots and he's probably like how many ounces in, like ten? No I have Todd, your tongue—it's like you're talking with a fat tongue. No, I'm drinking Sprite. <gasps> a drinking Sprite. Yeah, I
0: could, I could hear it. I could. There was uh, a certain level of, of enthusiasm that I get when I drink, and it was like—it's not slurring, but it's just—it just has like the volumes at about I don't know, seventy-five to eighty yeah. percent. Yeah. Yeah. It increases.
2: Yeah, it increases <sighs> significantly.
0: Well, he is mm-hmm. nice, but- nice and sauced
2: now. No. Here, it, I- it's good though. Oh, you are too. Yeah, I was. Um, I was drinking with my neighbor before I went to the work meeting, and then they gave us beer when I was at the work meeting.
0: Oh, excellent! Yeah, this is good. then, because uh, um, everyone can have a tangent.
2: Yeah, for sure.
0: The worst part about it, if you drink too much, then then the repeating starts to happen. Yep. Uh, but I don't think any of us. Any of us will get to that point. Sometimes we're recording. Repeating is good.
1: Sometimes when you
0: repeat repeating things. You, you
1: say it over and over. You have to yeah, say beauty. things. You have to articulate what you're thinking. Yeah,
2: articulation. I think it's a, I think it's an OCD, ADD, rollerblader thing to be able to just like repeat things and get your point across by saying it over and over.
0: It's valuable. Yeah, especially the word rollerblading. It's fun to say over and over. You did that one. <laughs> you're
2: Other rollerbladers. That's that's my big dilemma. Yeah, it can be annoying. <laughs> it can be
1: annoying, but it doesn't matter if it annoys other people. It's all about how you feel about it.
2: It's true. And it's, true. it's kind of funny. Like, um, I was think, uh yesterday when I was getting ready to do the interview, I, I went hiking with my friends around um, like, I don't know, one o'clock. And then we had to I had to be that guy who's like, Oh, I have to go back down the mountain. And they're like, Oh, well, what are you what are you doing? You know, like, what do you what do you have to get back for? I go, Oh, I have to prep for this interview for this blog. And they like, and of course, the question comes up. You know, well, what do you do? What is what is the blog for? I'm like, oh, it's for rollerblading. And then there was just this awkward pause with the people, in the in the hiking <laughs> group, and they're like, oh, okay.
0: <laughs> hey, I just avoid it now. Yeah, I just won't. I just won't even say it because it's uh, depending on the person. But I'll just uh, if years down the road, 15 years down the road, if they somehow find out that I that I rollerblade, then they're going to be like, holy shit, there's like 20, 30 years worth of rollerblading videos and you didn't even tell me? And I was like, well, I don't, you know, I don't think you would have been that interested. What do you think, Todd? <laughs>
1: Every, it's, it's funny because everyone at my work is, is finding out at this time that, that there's all this content that's, a, that all these videos and podcasts and, but I never really like, uh,
0: Talked about it. Um <laughs> well, how's that going then? They love it. They <laughs> love they it. Yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah. But or at least they what, say so. Uh,
0: yeah. They're really entertained it, by it. Traditionally, uh, it hasn't gone over well in the past with me. Not gone over well, but in my workplaces.
1: Well, I just, oh no! Wait, I just pass. I don't like to talk about it. See, that's the thing. I don't like to yeah, talk yeah, that, about that, it. Yeah, that's. If people stumble upon it, then then they're gonna grab something from it that like I. Uh, the only reason I make all this shit is because I believe in it. They're gonna see something awesome in it. They're gonna be entertained if they just stumble upon it. I don't wanna. I don't wanna spend the time like, yeah, I rollerblade and yeah, it's really awesome and blah blah blah. I don't wanna talk about it. I just want them to see it. And I think when if people just see it then they're gonna be like, Whoa, like that was really like that was a really funny video when you were talking to that like kid that was smoking and you were talking to that kid about about smoking. Like that that like I love the shit that we do. I'm not gonna convince someone that they should respect what I do. They'll just see it and they'll be entertained or they'll be weirded out, whatever, but usually they're just really entertained.
2: Yeah, I've gotten into a lot of conversations with people lately, um, the rollerblader people, where I kind of have to explain where, you know, I'm not obviously ashamed of what we do. I've been doing it for so long that that would be silly, but it's not the first thing that I tell people, you know, when I'm if I'm meeting a girl or whatever else. I'm not like, I don't, you know, they say, what do you do? I mention other things that I do and then kind of ease into the rollerblading thing because I think it's kind yeah. of in your face to be like oh i rollerblade you know it's like it's like someone who's (laughs) way into like it's like someone who's way into like you know some strange band like if they're way into 311 or something they're like oh i fucking love 311 it's like wow all right well you didn't have to tell me that like you know that kind of thing i i don't know i think i think some people are too in in their face about things
1: yeah it's all about presentation i'd say so yeah
2: jeff where where are you from where where are you right now I'm in Salt Lake City right now, and uh, but I was uh, I was born in Northern Utah, and then uh, lived in Illinois for about 12 years. That's where I grew up rollerblading, and where a lot of my blading friends still are. Um, but I've been here for about 10 years now. Wow. So, how did it come about that you like make content for? I'm just gonna answer. Uh, He's one of my favorite people ever and I was just like, Yeah man, I really I saw that you're writing for him now and I was like I, that's something I really want to do And he's like, Oh dude, let's take care of it right now and let's go talk to Justin and so he just, you know, vouched for me and made it so that it was feasible. So this is actually my first piece. So I'm glad to be doing it with you guys. Interesting.
1: <laughs> so you
0: yeah. you
2: you liked you how how did it
1: how did you want to like Becoming like do you write? Do you you're a talker? You're obviously a really confident talker. I like the way that you talk. I can't sense any nervousness in your voice. (laughs) Thanks. I feel nervous sometimes, so that's I can't tell. And I'm I'm really good at sensing nervousness.
0: (laughs) Do I sound nervous?
1: A little bit. Yeah, Joey, you sound really nervous. I, th- I think Jeff sounds less nervous than Joey. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I did just put on chapstick, which is uh, <laughs> which is some kind of a twitch that I have. <laughs> I have a little That's problem. Funny.
2: I reached for my chapstick today and realized I didn't have it in my pants, and I suddenly felt really strange. I was like, yeah, I need that.
0: I'm uh, full on hooked. I'm off this. Those- uh, I'd start to freak out if I can't find it. I don't know. Um, there there will be a point where I will have a chapstick-free life, but it, it, uh, it's it, been many, many years. I haven't got there yet.
2: What's your favorite chapstick?
0: Uh, Burt's Bees. or yeah. uh, Or Magic Badger. <laughs>
2: yeah, you gotta too. do the birds.
0: <laughs> yeah.
2: Fucking <laughs> Wait, is that a joke? What's Magic Badger?
0: Oh, no, uh... I don't know my sister recommended it to me, and it's uh it's like it's like a thicker thing and it's in a green tube and the, and the, and it's a picture of a badger and uh he has a magic wand and he's in nature, <laughs> and like rainbows and stars are coming off of the wand and the chapstick is good too, but um it's a conversation piece when you pull it out okay. so it's good to have props props are great there needs to be more props in rollerblading. Not the doing. props where you compliment, but like the props that you take out and use when you go skating.
1: Yeah, we can play right. with props. Jeff, I have to ask: like, your the the photo of you on Skype is you fucking transferring a kink? Yeah, yeah, you're you're transferring a kink rail. So you realize Talk- that's in my. <laughs> You're interviewing people that are less good at you as at rollerblading <laughs> than you are. Less good. I've They're never done scared. a King trail. You know that, right?
0: <laughs> yeah, that's Todd's dirty, dirty little secret.
1: <laughs> Let alone fucking transfer you psycho. Oh
2: uh, yeah, those were my those were my stunt days. I'm I'm, I'm kind of oh, over sh- that now. I'm on I'm on that low impact tip. So you're just like Hey wait. <laughs> Do you have a nickname? Yeah. Uh, um, do you guys know who Matt Moya is?
0: Yeah, I yep. know of him.
2: Matt Yo, Moya. Yeah. When didn't um, he invent? Didn't he, he
0: invent
1: the cork? Matt no. Moya?
2: Matt Moya. No.
1: That's who am I thinking. Of? Oh my. My my bad. My bad. No.
2: Yeah. So yeah. uh, Matt Moya, right around when I first moved to Utah, that was in 2001. The Lord of the Rings movies were coming out. And I'm of short stature, and I have curly hair, and so I was nicknamed Frodo, and that kind of stuck, but now that I'm a grown folk, people are starting to call me Jeff.
0: And you were incredibly good at Alley Souls, right? S- some people say. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> He's modest. Shit. And uh, do you still skate shadows? You always skated shadows.
2: Um, I'm off Shadow for now. They wouldn't sponsor me, so I said, fuck them, and moved <laughs> on to something else.
0: What? You'll be back. They're pretty good. What are you on now?
2: Uh, SSM.
0: Oh, actually, um, the NIMS, in terms of grinding, I enjoy them. Joey, they're but... not NIMS anymore. Oh, sorry. S- SSM. She must
2: manufacturing.
0: Yeah, how are those working out?
2: Good, Same as NIMS. I mean, I rode, um, I rode NIMS like in between writing Shadows for a little while. I had one pair and just wore those out and then went back to Shadows, but now I'm back to those, and now I'm trying to make an edit for um, – like a sponsor me edit for SSM. I'm having Eric Bill edit it, so we'll see how that works out.
0: Cool. Um, I, What was I going to say about that? Oh, um, after watching Pariah, um, SSMs will be a lot more popular. I, I'm i sure, because oh, the, be- so. the greatest sections in the video, people were skating SSM. It's like, Todd, do you ever have those moments where you watch those edits and you're like, wait a minute, I should get SSMs because I might be better at skating if I got those skates.
1: Yeah, there was a <laughs> there was a moment where I was like, yeah, I'm going to skate NIMS.
0: I'm going to skate it?
1: NIMS. When was it was Shima?
0: It? Did Shima do it?
1: It was probably, because I am a huge fan of Drip Drop, it was probably when I was watching like, Shima's the Shima's section, yeah. Or like, I'm—I am a huge Shima fan, yeah. But uh I'm not a huge fan of Nim skates. Like the design, or I've never actually put them on my feet. But I can, <laughs> i can—I <laughs> can, I can say with certainty that I wouldn't like them. <laughs> and that, the that might be ignorant, but. <laughs> but I'm sticking to that I will never I don't even think I'll ever try a pair on
0: <laughs> that yeah. one podcast where you just went off about razors for so long and Taylor's like have you even tried razors <laughs> no <laughs> you
1: know, I could just look at them man like honestly I, I yeah I I don't need to put them on
2: I just know <laughs> That's fine. Just, just stay in your ignorance bubble and just keep yep. just living your life. That's fine. <laughs> yeah, it works. It works for me, okay? <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, we... Okay, let's... We, yeah, we farted around for about 15 minutes, so okay. I think... Yeah, now I can just kind of ask you guys some things. Let's wait, wait. You
0: can... Did you tell... We're recording this, by the way.
2: Yes, we're recording it, and it's... um. And yeah, and it's just going to be transcribed. Like I've got, I've got about five questions here, and then if we think of other things, then we can use that. But okay, um, okay. Think I've got a good idea. Todd, so, you're... Cool. so how, how is
1: thing? it going to work? Like, there's two of us, so when you ask a question, is it going to be towards one of us, or is it going to be a question for both of us, and then we we both answer it back to back?
0: Let's do it very formal, Todd. Where uh, uh, we'll just take a pause, and then and then one person can answer it, and one person can say something after it.
2: Yeah, that's good. Yeah, just as long as it'll be something where when I go to type it up, it'll be like, even if it's, you know, Todd, then Joey, then back to Todd in the same question, just as long as I'm not writing, like, different sentences with you guys interrupting each other, then that'll be perfect.
0: We interrupt each other quite a bit.
2: (laughs) All right, well, then it'll make some extra work for me, whatever. No,
0: but we'll try We'll make a very conscious effort. To do this as formal as possible, but uh, Todd, did you tell Jeff that you're recording this too? Yes, I'm recording this as well.
2: Okay. Hey, is can you record it on Skype? Can I do that?
1: I've been using my phone. Um, yeah, you can. You just have to download a program called CallGraph. That's what I use. Mm-hmm. I I used to I used to download it on my phone, and the the quality is decent. Um. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I think uh, it's it might be a little bit better on Callgraph. It's not a big deal. If you're recording on a phone, whatever. That that works. Okay. Yeah, okay. especially if, right. you're, if you're transcribing it, it really doesn't matter. Okay. Okay.
0: Let's do this. Cool.
2: All right. So, since yesterday was a big holiday and it kind of fell in uh, fell in the way of our plans, how was y'all's Easter? Uh
0: Todd, you go first.
1: My Okay, I had an amazing Easter. I bought a new Jeep Liberty. (laughs) (laughs) And this shit is ballin'. I went from a shitty ass 98 Civic that had a huge crack in the mirror and in the windshield and... When I drove it around, I felt like a piece of shit, and I went from that to a vehicle where I'm higher than most people when they're driving <laughs> you know, with a leather interior, and it's beautiful. It's a beautiful vehicle, and I feel way better about myself. So that was kind of the Easter Bunny giving me a present of a Jeep Liberty that's balling. And on top of that, I had an aggressive skating session and a cone skating session, each of which, like, I have two awesome pairs of skates. Like, last year, I had pretty shitty pairs of skates. Well, not shitty, but they, like, hurt my feet. I wasn't vibing with them. But right now, I'm ripping K2s with Banana Rocker, and I've got Sebas for cone skating. And they're both some of the best skates that I've ever ridden. And that all happened in one weekend, and I fucked my wife. So all these things in one weekend is pretty awesome. So I had a pretty good Easter weekend.
2: I always thought made a, I always thought you like when you had a wife, you made love to her.
1: Sometimes what? I do, but this weekend I fucked her.
0: oh shit what about you Joey I had one of those uh, um, really good recharging forward moving weekends where um, I got a lot of shit done the new is coming in the old is going out and uh, I didn't skate this weekend. I wanted to, but I didn't have a chance I had to help someone move. I did some jogging. I did some yoga. I did some writing. And, uh, it was just, I don't know. It was, uh, I'm, I feel like I'm under pressure right now with questions. Todd, this is tough. Your answer was so good.
2: (laughs) Sorry. You had dinner with your family. Yeah.
0: Oh yeah, I did. Yeah. I ate some ham. I ate some ham. It was good. <laughs> That's my answer.
2: <laughs> That's just fine. All right, so um so I guess these are just questions about you guys uh, just because you know you're always interviewing people, you're uh, always doing the podcast and things like that. So so you, so that people can kind of get to know you. What would you say is a typical day like for both of you?
0: Um Todd, you go first.
1: I get up around seven thirty. Um, sometimes I, I try to have a kale shake in the morning for breakfast, but if but if I don't, then I I take the bus to work. It's about a forty five minute commute, and I hit Starbucks. I love caffeine. I hit a grande Pike. On the way to work, I usually listen to, if there's a new Rogan podcast, I listen to the Joe Rogan podcast. If not, I'll listen to a Psychedelic Salon podcast, like a Terrence McKenna podcast on the way to work. And then I'll drink my coffee. I go into work. I do whatever they ask me to do. I'll work on um, touchscreens or uh, websites or... Right now, I'm working on some augmented reality for the London 2012 Olympics while I drink my coffee, and then at lunch, I will eat a very large lunch that's prepared, usually by my wife, which consists of a crazy amount of food because she wants me to gain weight like pasta and chicken, and I'll eat that, and I'll spend... I'll maybe go for, like, a little walk outside. I'll get, like, 15 minutes of sunshine and then return for, like, another five hours of sitting and working on technical stuff and then leave at about 6, walk home, listen to a Rogan podcast or a Terrence McKenna podcast, come home. Carly will have make-me-dinner. I'll eat dinner. Hope Maybe once in a while, three out of... Maybe five days. I'll go skating at night. Sometimes, like I've been skating with Leon quite a bit at night, cone skating. And then I'll come home, drink some water, and go to sleep.
0: Wow, I really, I was, I was really like following along there.
1: (laughs) A lot of
2: coffee.
1: I love coffee. I love getting wired. I just, I I I try. I try to be energetic. I try to be as positive as I should be because we should all be positive. I that's I try. I agree.
0: What you're saying is that you're an addict, Todd. I am. You're a junkie. I'm I'm a, a junkie. Of... You're,
2: addicted to, you're addicted to optimism.
0: Yeah. I am. I'm an I'm a
1: optimistic junkie.
0: No. Not completely.
1: Not completely. I, you
0: haven't
1: even, you I'm haven't bipolar. skated. Are I'm you? bipolar. Well, I'm conditioned by like, I still have a lot of negative shit in my DNA that I deal with, obviously. Exercise. Skating Exercise is good helps. for that. Skating is really good for that. But I deal with like anger, just like everyone else. I deal with negativity. That's in my, that's in my blood. Is just negative. I come from shit. I come from a, 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 a line of shitty people that made me, so I'm just trying to do my best. I'm trying to, to be a positive person. I'm the product of shitty, negative, stupid people, and I'm just trying to rock and roll because you all should rock and roll. This is awesome. Let's, ro- let's do it. Let's rock and roll.
0: You're definitely rocking and rolling. You're doing a great job.
2: Thanks. All right, Joey, what's your What's your day like?
0: I'll wake up, and on a good day, I'll write before I do anything. It's very specifically before going on a computer or a phone or taking in any kind of stimulation, if you just directly write the first stuff that you're thinking of. And I'll listen to some music to stoke the writing fires. And then I'll, uh, I'll take some supplements with some chia seeds and some water to get the... Uh, the pipes moving because that's important too and then I'll clean the kitchen which is very important for the girlfriend I think like a clean kitchen to start the day if your girlfriend wakes up after you is incredibly important for setting just the right tone and then I'll make breakfast and I'll listen to the Rogan podcast too that's part of my morning routine Um, I'll listen to the Rogan podcast while I make breakfast and then depending on uh, work which is My work's a little bit more flexible than Todd's. I have any number of things that I could be working on editing-wise or going out and filming. I try and skip meetings as much as possible. Um, And then it pretty much all goes to shit as soon as I sit down in front of the computer. Um, It can spiral into Roller News, YouTube, Facebook very quickly. (laughs) Combine that with caffeine. It's, um, It's just something that I've been trying to work on over the years. And uh, uh, if you can combat it with writing or exercise or little breaks, but um, I just have yeah. When I sit down, the the more time I spend at the computer and the sooner I sit at the computer, I think can set a bad tone for my day. But, um, but that's made and, that's made he, hey, you who you. I'm are, not even right? done yet. Just wait. <laughs> just wait. And then later on, I'll I'll always break it up with hiking, or uh, now that it's spring, skating. But I do a shitload of yoga too in the evenings, and so that's that's a typical day. It's it's there's all this stuff, but then there's also, I guess this is like your day, Todd. It's like sitting at a computer, and my posture is terrible because of it. <laughs> I'm like I'm only a year and a bit into yoga, and I'm just starting to like fix my shoulders. And you have no idea the things that are stored in tight shoulders and hips. Todd, you talk about anger. If you have tight shoulders, there's demons in there. There's demons, man. <laughs> demons. So
2: Yeah, I I feel the same way. I have I was saying to this girl that I'm seeing the other day, I was like, I feel like my posture is so shitty and I need to fix that.
0: Definitely. Definitely. You yeah. uh you'd be surprised at um the, th- the issues that we store in our tissues, that's what I've heard.
2: Issues in the tissues,
0: huh? Yeah, definitely.
2: Yeah, it's true. Mm-hmm. All right, so uh, what do you guys like the most about living in Canada?
0: <sighs> Everything. Uh, the vast uh, variety – well, actually, you know what? Canada's pretty good. I haven't seen all of it. But uh, British Columbia, we're spoiled rotten – with uh, every beautiful type of scenery and every activity that you could possibly want and overly polite people and uh, and a culture that's kind of like rollerblading culture where you can't really put your finger on what a Canadian what it means to be Canadian because it's kind of like a younger country That's one of the best parts. We got land. We got lots of beautiful land, and it's confusing on what it means to be Canadian, Um, and we're really polite. That's what I think. And there's Tim Hortons, which is kind of – I still like Tim Hortons. And hockey, all that stuff. All of the stereotypes. I love all of the stereotypes. Todd? Todd? Todd
1: what it's what is good about living in Canada being Canadian oh shit what do I like the most I think being like being forced to to um experience winter is is really awesome about living in Canada like being forced to experience six months of darkness and cold um, and, and really extreme, like, we have really extreme seasons in Canada, like, um, just where we live, like in BC, it's really extreme seasons and it'll, it, it really forces a really dramatic, like, metaphor, meta, meta,
0: metamorphosis, metamorphosis. you like, <laughs> you could have said metaphoris and just, it would have still fit. Yeah. <laughs>
1: People would have known what I was talking about, but the like being forced into that, I don't know, like if, if, if all year round, if it was sunny and warm, I don't know if, because the seasons have such a distinct feeling like September and like and right now it's spring and it's starting to get warm and we can, we can go outside in, in a shirt without a jacket and it's like wow like we really appreciate that like that really it it just makes life really exciting it makes you really appreciate that fact like like springtime has such a such an important feeling and then fall has a unique feeling <laughs> <laughs> and hey i got my knee fixed For free.
0: Oh, yeah, that's pretty good.
1: Free healthcare is
0: fucking awesome. And (laughs) we have a really cool flag, too. Our flag is awesome. It's It's a a, maple leaf. Yeah, it's a symbol Uh, of nature.
1: That's pretty badass. Yeah. And um, Tom Green. Is it Tom Green? Jim Carrey.
0: Jim Carrey. (laughs) Tom Green.
1: Mike Myers.
0: Yep, Mike Frankie Myers. Got, fingered. got fingered. Freddie got fingered. Freddie got fingered. Yeah. One of the big, like a big cinema disaster. Well, come, Canadians are, Canadian culture is confusing. That's what, I, don't you think that, Todd? Like, it's hard to yeah, put your finger on what it means to be Canadian.
1: There's something about it. I mean, me and Joey come from this neighborhood that's on, like in this mountain, where a lot of, like when we were growing up, there was a lot of. Like really unique personalities that came from that location that created weird stuff they made weird videos there was like the Shane Harris, the Paul Siggers, the Rocco Santoro like there was legends that grew up in that mountain that we grew up in we grew up me and Joey grew up in a mountain, and there was like all, like so like really awesome characters there was like Euphoria Emporium was on TV. Me and Joey grew up in such an awesome place. We owe <laughs> so much of what we're doing today to what we experienced when we were growing up. Like, uh, like, We were spoiled. Joey, we were spoiled. All the, all the people that we had to look up to, when, like they were all smart, funny, eccentric people.
0: Yeah, there is something about Canada. That was
1: amazing. Like, we were really spoiled to have that. Fucking Colin Santoro. (laughs) Corey Santoro. Watching pornos. Sucking popsicles in the summertime with our
2: shirts off. Come on. (laughs) I don't know who those guys are, but you sound very enthused about them, so they must be important.
0: (laughs) Euphoria Emporium was big, but... uh... Yeah, what, I don't even know how you're going to write that
2: down. If you, <coughs> I'm if you not, do, not going to write that down. There's going to be parts of this that I'm just going to be like, fuck it, I'm not writing all of that. because <laughs> I did an interview with um, with Pat Lennon uh, when Drip Drop was released, and, it, and the interview never got put on there because he never gave me the okay, but it was so damn good. But it took me so long to type up everything that he said. Fuck, like,
0: we, we were just talking about Pat Lennon and Drip Drop, which is weird, just before you came on. How, oh. bizarre. how
2: bizarre! How bizarre!
0: How bizarre! How bizarre. <laughs> ne, ne 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 How bizarre! How bizarre!
2: <laughs> I bought that CD, sadly. Oh, was there oh, any other good songs on it? Oh no, no, it was oh, it was a no. one-hit show. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So now, okay, we got a break. Good. I can ask another question. All right. <laughs> so, um, your how to be popular podcast uh, you've been produced uh, consistently producing episodes um seems like for the last couple years um what keeps you motivated to continue to make these shows you know just you know week after week or once every two weeks or however you guys do it
0: can i can i uh do this one first todd yeah you can go first honesty um it's the first time in uh, rollerblading media that it's just this raw, uncensored, honest uh, way of getting ideas out there. And it's long, like they're two, two and a half hours, and people can listen to them while they're at work, and it gives a forum for people to just talk about shit in a way that's uh, never... It's not... its oh, okay, wait. It's a very distinct form of uh, media and communication. That um, you can't do it with writing, and you can't do it with videos, and you can't do it with, I don't know, photos. It's so such a distinct form, and it's very therapeutic. I always feel very energetic, and I get hooked on it. Like, I, I find myself talking about podcasts all the time, and I'm a podcast junkie. Like, they're a very important part of my day. Rollerblading podcasts or not, I'm, I love podcasts. So, Todd?
1: I, like you, I'm a huge fan of the podcast medium. Um, I love listening to podcasts. I love doing podcasts. I'm like, uh, I think like talking in general is really healthy and, and, I started it because I didn't I wanted to talk more. Like I wanted to force myself to use my voice. Like I think role-playing needs to embrace all all forms of expression cuz it's all it's all one thing. I mean, like role-playing, talking, drawing, if you're a musician, music, writing, it's all expression, it's all expressing what you feel on the inside and it's all really healthy. And form putting your thoughts into words helps you think more clearly. When you force yourself to articulate what you're thinking, it's so fucking healthy. Like Joey said, after doing a podcast, he feels better. After doing a podcast, you feel better. It's like a therapy session. It really is. Like people pay people to listen to them talk people pay them like a hundred bucks an hour just to listen to them and basically that's what a podcast is is you are talking and and people are listening there's a power in that there's like it's an expression it's like you're you're forcing yourself to think and articulate and put put what you're thinking into words and then I, I i really think that rollbladers in general need to need to try to articulate what they're feeling what they're thinking because they spend so much time putting what they're thinking and they're feeling into a physical form and and that's awesome that's great that's rollblading, but at the same time, they need to articulate that like why are they thirty and obsessed with roleblading? Why are you? a teenager and you're you're obsessed with rollerblading. There's a reason. Why don't you try to figure it out? Why don't you try to talk it out and express it or or listen to other people who are trying to figure it out and talking about it. Like really like there's there's a there's an important place for a podcast in rollerblading. And I find that like People are afraid to talk like rollbladers, professional rollbladers are afraid to talk in a raw, honest format. It's a scary thing. I don't, I don't, I don't, um, I don't, like I understand that they're afraid to talk. Like it it, it is a scary thing. But we're badasses. We are rollbladers. We are fucking skate up to big drop kinks and we throw hammers and we do big
2: gaps
0: oh my god what was that
2: what was that sorry that's my that's my computer it tells me what time it is okay in
0: a very scary voice
2: well we we sorry we do this crazy shit we
1: true spin fish ledges we you don't spin i don't but we <laughs> as a culture Me neither <laughs> we as a culture true spin fish ledges but we're afraid to talk we're afraid to express our minds what does that say we're afraid what to just that? like make sounds with our voice you fucking bitch come on I'm on the <laughs> podcast i'm talking to you you know who i'm talking to come on the podcast and we'll talk some shit.
0: Yeah, that well that's a that's a really important part of the podcast is rollerbladers do this anyway. Like Todd and I were podcasting and we were podcasting with uh, our friends before we knew what a podcast was. Rollerbladers sit around and bullshit for hours when they're not skating. You bullshit for so long, why not record some of it and put it out? Not only that, but it's it's now bridging some gaps. It's allowing us to connect with some people and bullshit with them. Uh, like the Chris Haffey and the Kevin Dowling one, we just have such a long list of people that we want to bullshit with. Yeah. It's it's endless and the fact that you can share it and it's quick and easy, it's just addictive. Podcasting is so addictive.
1: It would yeah, be so it, fun
0: to do to record a podcast every day.
1: It really is a unique thing that that we can talk to people in a different country talk to people that are far away from us but connect with them in kind of this interesting way where we share this this bond like that's something that's really unique to rollerblading like you don't hear a lot of podcasts where where people are talking to people in different countries like that that's really unique and interesting we should take advantage of that that we can do that and we can we, we can are.
0: Be comfortable doing that. We I don't even think we that. answered the question. I don't even know if we answered the question.
2: I don't even remember what no, the no, question was. No, you definitely did. The question was, what, what keeps you motivated to continue to make these shows? And I think that you both expressed your ideas as far as why you like podcasts, and that's a good enough answer. So
0: There we go. <laughs> you guys you are to, good. You have to excuse us, Jeff. We're very unprofessional. That's how we... Oh, I'm it's rolling. all good.
2: It's all good. I've been dealing with unprofessional rollerbladers for more than half my life. I'm I'm good. Unprofessional but we, is the new we are professional. But we are
0: very professional outside of being unprofessional. We're professionally unprofessional.
2: <laughs> Dude,
1: I drive a Jeep Liberty. Yeah.
0: That's right. Todd did just get <laughs> a Jeep Liberty. So.
2: This shit's ballin'. <laughs> we talked about um in one of my i can't remember what if it was a like a sociology class or whatever else about how certain brands like after 9-11 and stuff developed you know certain things and the jeep liberty was one of them like they wanted to have like a patriotic sort of um, model of car so that people could feel like they were patriots when they bought you know a jeep liberty that's american shit though
0: there you go, Todd. It's genetic you buy, I always thought you were all American, and then you buy a Jeep Liberty. I am an American citizen and really the, yeah the american Liber- citizenship
1: man the liberty it just had the shape that we were looking for like it it's small <laughs> and compact, but it's tall, like it's not a big car like it's as it's as long as a civic, but you're sitting so high like it's tall,
0: yeah. So it has all yeah, of you're the storage. That. Hey, yeah. can I sketch you up to the up to a gap in it?
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: I, make I, that I like happen. the sounds of that. Yeah, that sounds good.
1: We just sketch up to that that gap at MacArthur Island. Gap up three uh three sixty the flat and then five forty the gap.
0: Oh yeah, that's right. That's one that's written down. Yeah. yeah. For him M- to hit that. For M B ten. Yeah, MB-10, that's right, because that's the full circle video where we beco- where we become good at skating again.
1: Where we blast through the cosmos. Yeah. And then the video gets dropped and humanity changes forever.
0: Well, yeah, no you longer can, you're only going to be able to
1: see that video in space. We're projecting yeah. it into space. Yeah, you can't see it on Earth. No. And it's only available in space.
2: You have to go to the the moon colony that Newt Gingrich forms in order to see that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> half and half, man. the The whole
1: hu- human, uh, like uh, all humanity, is going to be split into two groups. The groups, the the one group that goes, and the group that stays. And the group that stays will die. And the group that goes will be transcended into. The cosmos, man. There's no stopping us.
0: <laughs> and you'll be able to see Mushroom Blading 10 if you go.
2: It's like an exclusive sort of thing.
0: <laughs> yeah. Definitely.
2: You get to live and you get to see a video. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it might not even be that good. <laughs> On paper, on paper, it's looking good. Yeah, you know how it works, though. You act, you have all these big ideas, and then something gets, trans- yeah. Yeah. something gets lost in translation. Yeah, something gets lost in translation. But okay, okay, what what's next?
2: All right, I think this. I think we could probably close with this. It's kind of um, it's kind of a good kind of a good conclusion. Um, I know that you guys talk about uh, about this kind of idea plenty on the podcast. But what are your latest thoughts on where rollerblading is headed?
0: Oh, oh aggressive skating or rollerblading? Are we talking ro- rollerblading? Are we talking about wheels attached to your feet, or are we talking about aggressive skating?
2: Um, I don't know. I guess whatever you guys would think would be more interesting. I mean. Um, I mean, if you think that you know rollerblading as far as like recreational people and all that and all that other stuff, like you know merging together and you know helping the aggressive industry or you know whatever, I, I'd say that my focus was on you know what you think about aggressive, but you know uh, however you want to answer it, interpret it however you like.
0: Okay, um, Todd, Todd, you go first. You go first, <laughs> and, then I'll, and then I'll follow it up. But
2: I, well actually, played. should I go
0: first? Because Todd. This might be a monologue. <laughs> so <laughs> this
1: is a monologue, man. Like, how do you answer this in a few words? You can. This is a. This
0: is this is a journey. This isn't a destination. Okay, Todd. But we were talking about this earlier, and you na- you nailed it in a short form. But uh, hey, you this have is, the stage, dude. This you is available. So you want me to go first? Yeah, you go. F- Are, do you want me to go first?
1: I don't care whatever whatever your heart tells you to do Joey the ball's in your court uh,
0: you're- uh it, but it's a it's so tough because the podcast you can this is obviously you don't have to write any of this down the podcast is so great because you can explore the topic and you can grab onto little pieces of an idea and then you don't have like the grand statement but um what i what i think <laughs> is that the I read a thing on the message board where um, someone said we entered the scene as posers, and and the whole marketing business model that Arlo kind of placed on on rollerblading as separating us from rec skating and roller hockey and all that shit. Um, I hope we're going in a direction where all of where rollerblading just means one thing. And that the whole idea of aggressive skating somehow gets like lumped into some massive blob, and um, and it's it just becomes one thing. I I don't know if that makes any sense. Todd, you
2: go ahead. I get
0: you. Todd.
1: Okay, so um, the question is, what was the question again, Jeff? Where is role playing going?
2: Yes, in your opinion, where is rollerblading headed? Um, where is rollerblading headed?
0: Oh, go ahead. What, joy? Well, technically it's heading wherever the fuck people want it to go, but there's so many people going in the same direction that it's just going nowhere. But, um... It is very exciting what a lot of people are doing but the potential for it to be like infinitely more exciting is if everyone just went completely in their own direction um it would make the blob if that makes any sense the blob healthier like instead of everyone driving in the same direction there's just it's the most exciting time to do whatever you want on skates and uh it's still i said to todd that leading the blind is like the pinnacle of of like an aggressive skate video and i don't think anyone will ever top that and there's so many possibilities with um more uh, like uh like with seba and cone skating and all that stuff like not necessarily uh, you don't have to cone skate but like People just skating different kinds of skates, and uh, I don't know. Everyone moving forward and agreeing that rollerblading just means rollerblading, and there's no there's no separation between aggressive skating and and, and rec skating on a path. And it's like super. It's very hard to articulate that idea, but that's just a massive mind diarrhea of words. So sorry, Jeff. It's all good. Todd.
2: Todd.
1: So where is role going? Okay. Um from my from my personal experience of what role-playing is, like role-playing like role is is a vehicle for people to to push whatever they want to push, or to just get really excited about life, like role playing, like it 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 helps people stay motivated. Like it's this childhood obsession that that continues on into your adult life, and it kind of keeps you from from becoming like uh, an adult. But I mean that like like there's nothing wrong with being an adult, but it keeps you from thinking that you can't be a kid. Like role blading really is like that that fountain of youth where you can create your own reality you can it's that fountain of youth where where you you feel freed or empowered to continue on with these things that you feel inside you like it's not just role playing. It's whatever, whatever types of expression you want to express. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying, man. What it's impressive. not that fucking simple. Role playing isn't fucking black and white. This is a complicated issue. It's 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 tough. Well, where... Okay. What was the question? I'm too drunk to answer this <laughs> question. Where is rollerblading headed? Was that the question?
2: Yes, that's the way I worded it.
1: In where is rollerblading headed? Like, the... Like, rollerblading is headed into an infinite amount of of different avenues that's where rollerblading is headed there's going to be be people who will take take it into halfpipe into street skating into cone skating into flat ground skating people will push it people will push rollerblading in every direction that it's possible to push rollerblading so it's going to go into in hopefully playing will go into directions that we're incapable of even imagining right now. Hopefully people will, like, it, the thing about playing is it's so simple. It's so, uh, it's so adaptable in, like like, different people can really make it whatever their personality is. Like people can make role whatever they want to express. Like there there's a huge damper on rolebleting where people people are so ashamed of what roleblading actually is. Where people will like hide what rolebliting is. But if they just like took took who they are and what they want to use roleblading for Like, they, there's infinite directions where rollblading can go.
0: Um, aggressive skating will always be niche, but attaching wheels to your feet and doing whatever you want will go in infinite directions. That's what I think. Based on what Todd just said and what... I, that's like a shorter version of my answer, if that makes any sense.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Aggressive skating will just always be... A very niche thing that I I don't think will get any bigger. But like rollerblading, rollerblades will go in a bunch of different directions. If the two kind of combine into one blob, though, then that's when it gets really interesting. But um, I think the uh, the amazing thing
1: about rollerblading is that that question, where is it going? is so perplexing and it's so confusing, and it makes people say such crazy shit like what I just said, and you they're like no one knows
0: this no is where, knows it'd where it's would be so much going. better if you if if uh if you were just sitting in the woods alone for weeks, you would have the answer, and it would be like three words
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> no i don't think you might you might think you had the answer. You wouldn't yeah that's true you wouldn't you might no you would have you may have like grasped onto it for a little bit and you, well, would you might you might have a... like where is it going for me like that is a
1: plausible uh, uh question like where is roleblading going for me where do i want roleblading to go but roleblading in general there's so there's an infinite amount of avenues where biting could go and it's up to the individual to, to push it in that direction, in the direction that they feel compelled to push it in.
0: Hey, that's, pre- that's good. That's when it gets into the infinite territory.
1: Yeah, it's up to the individual. Like, every individual is so fucking different in what they want to push. Like, role is a vehicle for that. And that's the amazing thing about it, is that we can, like, each person can really make it their own own thing. They can do whatever they want with it. That's where role biting is going, into a point where people use it as an expression of themselves. They don't just like fall into a fucking category. They fall they they create their own deal with role biting. They create their own relationship with role biting. And it can be so many different things. <laughs>
0: It is well no it it almost is <laughs> Jeff we're sorry yep.
2: no we're sorry exactly. this no, may... I, think there's, I think there was a few places where it could have ended and been fine but you know that sentence is good too
1: <laughs> it's a journey like it, sometimes like these difficult <laughs> these questions aren't easy these these questions can't be summed up with a like yeah like i think like like Robin and like <laughs> This is these aren't simple questions. It's it's it true. It's true. It takes linguistic exploration and you discover it as it goes along. It can't just be like like some dude in a really nice Bolo t-shirt with a gold chain and a nice haircut that says that sums it up really quick. That's not the answer. Don't be fucking fooled.
0: jeff yeah you've never met us before no we don't actually know each other is there parallels between you trying to talk to pat lennon and then you trying to talk to us
2: um i don't know i guess my you know interest in you know what you all have to say and stuff like that um I think I had met Pat Lennon before I had interviewed him and even when I had met up with him on the Colorado road trip one year after we had done the interview, you know, it was like instantly like we were just like, Oh, nice, yeah, I remember when we had talked over the phone kind of thing. So yeah. Cool.
0: Yeah. Well yeah, yeah cool. you 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 definitely got yourself into uh the the rabbit hole goes deep with the two people on the other end of the line here. It goes very <laughs> yeah. deep.
2: Yeah, and when I'm done typing this up in like two weeks, then I'll uh I'll be sure to send it to you guys for you to check out and make sure that your ramblings are accurate.
0: No, just you can even just post the audio. Just post the raw audio. And whoever wants to listen to it, that might that might be really good.
2: Maybe I'll add that as an additional thing.
0: You could just you could write a paragraph about this experience, and then just post the audio. But I guess people people want content. Yeah, yeah, it's funny. Yeah. It's funny, They're like just...
1: like the the the. You uh, don't have to type it out. Well, yeah, like like the like transcribing it, like putting it into text, is almost in a way, it's like it's like taking a DVD and putting it into VHS. It's like taking a, a superior technology and transcribing it into an inferior technology. Like, people could just listen to what it is, and they can hear the conversation, or they could just read it in a text format. You know, it's almost like putting effort into making it less less communicative. Is that a word? Communicative? Uh, Communicative. Communicative,
0: communicative. No, Like or...
2: one of those like, President Bush words. You just make it up.
0: It sounds communicative. good.
1: Communicative.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's like it's like
1: like words will work better for like search engine. Like you can search certain words, but for experience, people most people are too lazy to read. Whereas they could just like walk down the street and they don't need to like. Folk, like they don't need to look at something, they can just hear it. Like, audio is a really powerful medium.
0: Mm -hmm. Jeff, would you post this? Would you have your own podcast on the one website and this is your first one? Or are you set in the ways of this being a transcribed article as your first article?
2: I would like it to be transcribed, but that's what I'm thinking is that maybe I could add like. This thing, but then again, I mean, if someone reads it, and then they'll be like, "Oh well, there was all this shit that was left out. Why didn't you type
0: oh, yeah, in that's a, true that's true.
2: I don't know. I'll figure you, it out.
0: You do what Maybe you I'll want with it typing
2: it to be like, "Fuck this, so we'll see
0: what's your bedtime usually 'cause is it twelve it's almost twelve thirty there
2: yeah, um, I work at i it's really nice at the this new job that I have at this Thai restaurant that's down the street from my house um I get up uh I can get up as late as like ten o'clock and and get to work by ten thirty and be fine, so typically you know bedtime's anywhere between twelve and one
0: okay, so we're hitting it right right in right in the middle here,
2: yeah, you're doing a good job i think i'm gonna I haven't showered in a few days, so I think I'm gonna smoke some pot and take a shower and then see how long I can stay up and type some of this stuff up and see how it works
0: It's a good combination. How was your experience? on on doing this how did did you enjoy this
2: oh absolutely yeah you guys are great and it wait went, wait wait jeff
0: like. jeff <laughs> where do you think rollerblading is going
2: uh, um you ask me the aggressive question and i'll say you know more just refined moves and just people who you know even even when you show someone skateboarding, like an average person, you know, that that's what I think about a lot of the time is how the general public perceives it. Because in the end, that's what matters when it comes to getting dollars back into the industry. Um, but I mean, even when people see like professional skateboarding now, the average person has no clue what trick is hard or whatever else. It just, they know that when they look at it, that it is supposed to be cool and they just accept it. But if you can have people, personally for me, I think people are going to see people, guys like Sean Kelso and people who just look like they know what they're doing and then it will just kind of click for them. Um, so I think that, that solid presentation um, and uh, you know, people like Bo Coddington and whoever else making good movies and, um, and also as soon as fuel gets on board, I mean, we've got Dave Payne, Shane Coburn. and, and drew blood there. And so, you know, we've got the right people in the right places. So as far as media is concerned, we'll be good there. But, um, yeah. And then I'd also say, you know, people getting back into rec blading, there's tons of, there's a park right by, um, our house that, uh, that people just do recreational laps in, you know, I think it's going to, that's going to be a big boost as well as people getting into Seba and, um, and whatever else I've got a friend, Nicholas, him, and another dude just bought several blades, I think on account of your guys' influence, actually. Nicholas listens to your podcast all the time. Um, and uh, and so he got a pair, and he's been really enjoying that. And so I think, you know, kind of like you guys have said, is that it'll be a whole bunch of different things, and di- people doing different things on rollerblades, and bringing it all together and aggressive will just be one other sort of area, you know? Yeah, yeah. But that's, that's a tough question, and, but thanks for asking. Yeah, that well,
0: I find there's like across the board, like talking to James and 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 some of the people from the states. Like, I, I often think that us up in Canada, we have we're have such a freaky view on everything because we've never actually like we haven't gone to any industry events and we haven't really crossed over with any of that stuff. So our our viewpoint is just so it's so whack, it's so weird compared to the uh, what you guys think. That was a good answer though, definitely. Um, did you see Pariah yet?
2: Yeah, I got I uh, supported the Kickstarter, so AJ threw me a copy when I was at Bitter Cold. It was nice to be able to watch that right away. It was a really good video.
0: I don't. I haven't ruined anything for Todd, but I did. Like, I definitely got some feelings that aggressive is de- such a niche thing, and then I still don't know because Leading the Blind is like the pinnacle of aggressive videos that you could show them that. And that's like the most impressive rollerblending has been very specifically like Pat Lennon section. But there's uh, little bits of uh, Montre's section and John Bolino's section where I got these flashes of like, holy fuck, there are more kids, like more younger kids need to see this. Because there's like, it's not completely refined. As you said, it's going to get more refined, but it's uh, it's going in an interesting direction when I watched that video. I was surprised. Compared to charging with Pariah.
2: Yeah, Montre and John are really clean and, I think, really presentable sort of rollerbladers that average people can see and kind of at least understand a little bit. Even if it's one or two tricks, they'll maybe get it a little bit better.
0: Montre, Todd, are you still there? I'm here. Montre, Livingston, Todd.
1: Montre brings something new to the table when he yeah, skates John John like his too. his or, clips sorry. his clips at Bear Cold, where he was just like fucking around and just like throwing his arms up in the air like like pumping up the crowd. He was like the really he's like the the new like Chris Edwards in a lot of ways. Like he is so confident on his skates. He he really like he 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 says. He says to the crowd with his skating, he says, look at me. I am fucking awesome. I am having more fun than you have ever even imagined is possible as a human being. And I have dreadlocks and I'm black and I got my shirt off. I'm fucking ballin'."
0: <laughs> but in the, no, the most very endearing very way possible, possible which uh, uh, a lot I'm of the old person, like Arlo, and a lot of those guys, guys they, were they were incredibly likable. Montre is very likable. He, he seems like, like a nice super nice dude. dude. On, on top of that,
1: yeah. Hey,
2: are you getting feedback right now? I'm
1: getting mad feedback.
0: Oh, no, that's, no, that's it then. then. Yeah. I guess. I, I guess know, so. Man
2: call it good all right well uh, fellas i'll be in touch with you um can you still hear me okay yep yeah yeah okay cool i'll be in touch with both you and um and just kind of let you know what i'm thinking if there's anything else i need to or if i need to clarify words or weird canadian accents or whatever else i'll i'll hit you up <laughs> okay, okay. cool, cool. nice yeah. chatting all right yeah. yeah for sure it was great talking to you guys let's see about getting you out here soon yeah yeah, yeah dude yeah. much love <laughs> all right well, cool. talk to you fellas later. Have a good one. All right. Peace Bye out,